0: Me and Uncle Mike coming at you live. We got episode eight here wrapping up the series with the Marlins. Took two out of three. We share our thoughts on that. Also, it was Uncle Mike's father's birthday over the weekend. Took him deep sea fishing. So if everybody could wish um, his father a happy birthday real quick, I'll give you a second to do so. Okay, awesome. Um, Thanks again, guys, for checking into this episode of the podcast. Uh, As we always do, I'm just going to give you a quick ad message before we jump into the meat of it. So stay tuned and get ready because this one is pretty good. See you in a moment.
1: Uncle Mike, how we doing, man? How you doing, man? I'm doing well good to
0: hear, man. You catch any uh, fish this weekend?
1: Uh, actually, I actually caught five
0: sand sharks. Five sand sharks. That's right. Wow. Did uh, did Pops catch anything too, or or was that the haul for the day?
1: No. Yeah. Uh, we caught I think 18 fish between the two of us.
0: Man, 18. So he's kind of putting the team on his back there, huh? He's got 13. Well, no, he only like way- seven. Oh, uh, okay. Okay. You had five sand sharks, two other. Okay. That's uh that's a good haul. Yeah, yeah. Well, glad to know it went well. Um, yeah, man, just had some great ravioli, some three cheese over from giant, a little olive oil, a little bit of salt, of salt. You know how that goes. So, uh, all right. Yeah. Vibes are high right now. Um, let's carry it into the recap. So, we went up against the Marlins, three-game set since we last spoke to you guys, and we took two out of three to the Marlins. Um, we're going to review what happened this game, and then give you guys a little picture moving forward in our next couple of series, and we'll discuss that um, briefly towards the end of the episode. But yeah, so we took two out of three of the Marlins. We lost this first game, three-four. The big storyline here is obviously Michael Waka. Um, going on the disabled list after uh, the game with shoulder inflammation. Uh, He went five innings. He allowed four earned runs. He walked two. Uh, He gave up four in the second, and the Mets were never able to come back from that. We only scored three runs. We couldn't bounce back to get that win. Um, Waka definitely looked more erratic in this game, although I will say he did bounce back nicely after pitching, you know, after giving up four, rather, uh, in the second. And then the bullpen came on and looked good. Um, Shreve went two in a third, struck out five. Uh, you had Hughes come on for two outs, uh, give him a hit and a walk. Um, but you know, came came through unscathed and then Diaz came on, struck out two. And the conundrum that is Diaz, you know, his stuff looked really good. Uh, but you know, as we saw in today's game too, his stuff still looked good, but he got himself into a tricky situation. Very hard to trust him. Uh, you also had Dom Smith hitting a home run, which is huge and doubles out of Conforto, Alonzo, uh, and Rosario. So it's good to see Pete as well, you know, putting bat on ball, getting some extra base hits. Uh, Conforto has been ranking as usual. What else do you see for this game that kind of, uh, you know, uh,
1: took your attention or, or, or other points you wanted to bring up? I just think that bottom of the eighth inning was very frustrating. Uh, had a bunch of chances to tie that game up. That base is loaded, uh, down 4-3 with one out. You have Dom Smith hit a very shallow pop-up, uh, pretty much right behind second base. Center fielder came in and made a play on it. And then uh, couldn't drive that run home in afterwards with uh, Wilson Ramos hitting a bullet up the middle. Uh, second baseman made a really nice play on it. And Wilson Ramos is just insanely slow. Second baseman knocks it down, sits on the ball, can't find it, and still throws Wilson Ramos out by four steps. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, Mets really had a chance to kind of either take take the lead or at least tie the game minimum minimum and uh couldn't take advantage of it. Yeah, it's
0: definitely um definitely annoying to see uh, missed opportunities. It's frustrating as it's been a problem with the mess this year. Um, especially runners left in scoring position with two outs. We couldn't get that big hit, uh which kinda of has been the theme of the offense so far. You have guys hitting, you have guys um, you know, I think more so now, especially over the last two games. Um for, for the for the most part, I'm in, I'm happy with everybody's approach, uh, but just in big moments still, we haven't been able to really tack on as many runs uh, as we should each game, just based on the number of opportunities. Even though if we've been scoring a few more runs, especially as we did in Saturday's game, uh, I still think you know we're we're letting runs slip away. Or like in today's game, we really got helped out by the Marlins, um, you know, poor defense. Um, but we can jump into that later also just want to note for this game too that VR on uh, the Marlins he's been having a tough start to 2020 he struck out three times in this game um so yeah we have 16 strikeouts you know I think uh the Mets as a pitching staff bullpen and starting pitching striking out a lot of batters um so I've definitely liked what I've seen out of the bullpen in basically the past week of play especially over this series with the Marlins and that's going to be even more important moving forward. I don't know if there's a timeline yet for Waka and how long he's going to be out, but Rojas at least said he doesn't think it's too serious. I think the only upside is now that it, with Strowman coming back, it kind of happened at a favorable time for the Mets that you can just slide him back into the rotation. There might be one guy who needs to make a spot start because I think Stroman needs to throw one more simulated game is what Rojas said before he can get back uh, into the normal pitching rotation. But um Other than that, that answers the question. So now we can keep Porcello, uh, keep Peterson. And I'm good with that starting five. You got DeGrom, Strowman, Matz, Porcello, and Peterson. I think that's solid. Is it as good as what we had in 2015? No. I don't think we're going to have something like that in a while. And we only had that, you know, for the the end half of the season. Um, You know, but with this offense and with that starting pitching, I think we should be in a position um, to have a chance to win every game we play. So we'll see yeah, how that I've been
1: is. Yeah, I've been very impressed with Peterson so far. I mean, rookie didn't really know he was going to be impactful on the team this year at all. Stroman goes down two days before the season starts. He's made three starts, and all three starts looked good, even the one start where he lost against the Braves. He had one tough inning where he got out of it. I think he gave up four over five in that game, and he looked good. Uh, he looked really good uh, on Saturday's game, in Saturday's game as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good leeway to jump into Saturday's game. Uh, We ended up winning this game 8-4. I think the storyline here was Peterson being able to work out of trouble. Um, He had some singles hit against him early. Uh, He limited the damage there. Um, And then when he got into trouble. Again, in later innings, um, he was able, again, to pitch himself out of it. Again, this guy's a pitcher, so he's not overpowering hitters. Somebody like DeGrom, Syndergaard, or even Edward Diaz can do. Uh, You know, He's very good with his spots, changing speeds. Um, you know, he, he's definitely more of a location pitcher. But, yeah, he he walked three, struck out three, let up a home run. But overall, went five innings, only allowed two earned runs. You know, you definitely take that out of your out of your fit starter. Uh, and I think he could even develop to be more mid-rotation. And I, I know, what, this is only his third start. But he's looked good in, in all of them. You know, I think the damage control really separates, uh, you know, good pitchers from great ones. Not that I'm saying he's in that great territory yet. But as you see somebody like DeGrom who's even above that into the master class, his damage control is just next level. Somebody who can just get better as runners get on and they get into more dangerous situations. But yeah, Peterson went five. Then you had Familia come on, pitch two thirds. Um, Familia, you know, he, he led a lot of uh, people on base. I wasn't, I mean, he, the guy led up three walks, you know, um, I don't really I don't really know with Familia right now. I, I don't trust him. I think I think you gotta come on and, and throw strikes out of the bullpen. I'll talk about more about what I saw in, in today's game too. Um but what do you think for the bullpen in, in this game coming out? Um especially like focusing on Familia and Gisellman made his first, you know, start in a while coming back to the Mets or appearance I should say, coming out of the bullpen. What did uh
1: what did what did you see there? Uh I I didn't think it was bad. It uh, was another four innings from the bullpen. Night before is another four innings. We've been using the bullpen a lot lately, and there's actually an interesting stat. Last seven days, the Mets bullpen has been pitching to a 0. .82 ERA, 082 era .82, which is absolutely insane considering the start of the season where it seems like no, nobody in the bullpen you couldn't pay anybody to get out. Whether it was that Braves game where they gave up six in the eighth, or when uh, Diaz blows that save in the nines and we gave up another two in the tenth. The bullpen's come a long way. I think there's reinforcements coming as well. You've got Brad Brock coming back. Gazelman, it was, it was nice to see Gazelman last night. Uh, I think Jared Hughes has been a huge upgrade in that bullpen, someone I who's able to get out. Uh, so I think, although the bullpen didn't have a great showing on Saturday, especially uh, in re- compared to recent performances, it is something I think that we can uh, kind of count on and continue and hope, hope stays strong.
0: Right. I think, I mean, it's going to be very critical um, this season that we have. Guys especially have been closed out games. So I kind of, you know, as we expected it, I didn't know how Rojas was going to, um, you know, manage the bullpen in the last couple of innings, how he was going to go 7-8-9. This game he went Gisellman, Lugo, and Justin Wilson to close it out. Um, I think that was fine. I, I think as we saw today, Lugo looks to be the closer, even though Diaz was brought uh, later on in the game too to set Lugo up. Uh, I think rightly so the most confidence and faith in this team in the bullpen is on Lugo. And then I think Justin Wilson as well. Uh, He's shown, uh, he's proven that he can be a guy we can trust and he delivered in this game. So definitely big for the bullpen. Big story. The Mets offense in this game. Um, Again, Tom Smith uh, had a double this game. Uh, He, he looks good. Um, You had Conforto with the home run, which is big. Pete Alonzo had a home run, two-run homer uh, on the third. And then the big story, obviously, J.D. Davis driving at four runs. The three-run homer to put this game away, really, in the seventh inning um, was huge. That was kind of the big hit we were waiting for. You know, we were, uh, we were up in the game. We were up 5-4 um, at that point. So it was a very close lead, and that kind of put things away. So that was the big hit we have been waiting for, and Davis is the guy who delivered Liking what I see out of him so far. Up to this point, he's batting 319. OPS is 921. So, uh, definitely good to see him driving some guys in. I really like him in that third or fourth spot in the lineup. Um, You know, I I think that's a a good position for him to be in, or if not fifth. But I think one of those three spots, you got to put J.D. Davis right now.
1: I agree. And I think his defense is – I think his offense and defense are a little bit tied together. And I think he's playing an incredible third base right now. Uh, just the, <clears> the range he's had. He had an insane play last night, ball down the line, had a great backhand. He's always had a gun for an arm, and he just pegged the runner out at first base. I think J.D. Davis, everything's clicking for him right now, whether it's offensively or defensively. He's hitting for power, and he's a perfect complement to all those lefty hitters in the beginning of the lineup with Nimmo and McNeil. I think he fits right in that, like you said, 3-4-5 spot.
0: Yeah, I think he's also, uh, I think more quietly – but proven himself as more of a – or that he could be a leader in this clubhouse because this is still a young team, you know, and I think, um, honestly, even though Pete, uh, rightly so, too, gets a lot of attention, um, you know, being the rookie of the year and just putting up the stats he did, um, you know, I think he does a great job, too, leading the team, being, like, a good voice for the organization. Uh, But I think J.D. Davis gets a lot of respect, and I think, um, you know, I, I think everyone likes being around him, which is huge for the culture, again, that I love so much with this team, especially with Dom Smith, Conforto, Alonzo Davis, McNeil, Rosario, Nimmo. They're all very close in age, and they, they kind of blossomed at similar times, Conforto and Nimmo a little earlier. But, you know, still, it's all relatively recent. They're young players. So it's just awesome to see the mesh. And then have a new guy like Jimenez come on, and they're so encouraging of him and so supportive. So just great to see from a, uh, from a Mets fan on my side. Talking about defense, too, I will say uh, Dozier. I believe it was this game. Um, he he looked pretty rough out there at second base. He's also not hitting. Um, he had some issues where his balls were eating him up or really not difficult plays, just ranging to his left or trying to turn a double play and, uh, you know, ended up just getting the out at second because he's fumbling with the ball, can't find it. So, um, you know, I guess we're kind of – we're looking at him as a as a power bat, right? Somebody who can maybe come off the bench, pinch hit, uh give you a big home run. Or even if we do have to spot start him a couple times, maybe he can get you that, that big hit that can be the difference in the game. But
1: as of right now, I'm I'm not very impressed. Yeah, Dozier's a former goal glover too. He's gotta to be able to make the simple plays. Uh when, when you're a veteran in the MLB, I feel like even if you have a long time of rest or you haven't <clears throat> you haven't played uh, for a competitive franchise in a while. I mean, Dozier was on the Nationals last year. They won the World Series, and he was part of that World Series team. Uh, I understand he's not getting normal playing time as he would have probably hoped, uh, but you still have to kind of be a professional, be able to show up every day and do your job. And it didn't look like he was able to do it defensively on Saturday.
0: You got to get the routine play, definitely, you know, especially when you're pitching guys like Peterson as your starting pitcher. That's the only thing that I would. Um... And, and I know we want to give like uh, you know players a rest, but when you got Peterson pitching, you know he's pitching a contact, weak contact. You need good defense behind him. I think Jimenez can play every day, you know, much like Pete did last year, his rookie year. Uh, I think he'd want to play every day too. I think he has that attitude. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes moving forward. But for now, I think is more of that like bench guy. If, if we need him, we can bring him in. Because Hamilton, on the other side, I mean, the guy can fly. You know he's and he's shown his utility on defense, the range he has, he can pinch run. You know he's already stolen bases for us, uh, and he even got snagged of a hit. Um, so it, like, although I don't think he's an everyday player because uh, his bat is just um, is very weak, he can still provide uh, value in other areas for the Mets, which Dozier's not yet there. But I guess you know we'll we'll see how he progresses, where we can where we can use him. Excuse me, but anyways. One day later, we got Sunday today. We played a day game against the Marlins. You had the Grom on the hill, and you had a bunch of good factors working in his favor, which I actually thought before the game, I was like, there's a chance here as good as any for him to pitch a perfect game because he's looked great. You know, his, his velocity's up. He's playing. He's pitching at home, which, you know, he's a great year at home. He's, uh, I believe, the best uh, active pitcher right now uh, during the day. Um, and so you got a day game against the Marlins at home. Velo's up against a depleted Marlins team, right? 18 new players in, a lot of rookies and, um, looks good in the first inning. And then the second inning, he just couldn't find the zone, walks a couple guys, had some issue with his finger that was going on, you know, and, and when the bases were loaded, you had a mound visit, uh, trainer came out, He was pointing out his finger, like looking at it. Couldn't really tell what was going on. I don't know if they they said it was a blister. I don't know if uh, you know Mike, um, but anyways, uh, he, he shakes them off and like Degrom does, why he's a master, he gets out of the inning. I believe he strikes out the next two batters, um, and you know that's just that's just who Degrom is. You know, I think he had a great performance today. He only won five because he pitched so many pitches in that second inning, and he let up two earned runs, which is fine. You'll take that, but. You know, he, he let up he, two outs uh, away from finishing the fifth inning, and he let up a two-run homer, Aguilar. So um, just tough there because I want his year to be down because I'm hoping this guy can 3 for the Cy Young. Um, but, again, you know, I, I think it's fine, too. I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, but I'm just very happy that we were able to get the win this game because it seemed at times, too, we were always so close to, uh, to blowing it again uh, and maybe not losing the game. But not getting that win, which is so critical this year, especially that we don't have the other guys, you know, beneath DeGrom, who can pitch nearly as well as he can, you know. So it's just that much more important that we can lock down these wins. And you had – honestly, I did not like what I saw out of Batanzas today. I know the stat line's just one inning pitch and a walk. He kind of looked very erratic. His control was everywhere. Luckily, he got Aguilar to ground down to a double play, and we got out of the inning. Um, But didn't really like what I saw out of him. Diaz came on in the eighth, and he struck out his first two batters that faced him, and then he gives up. I think he gives up a double and a single. Runners up second and third, ends up getting the last guy to strike out. They then pass it off to Lugo to secure the save. But you know, still it was um, it was tough, man. I was I was getting anxiety just watching Diaz and Matanzas pitch because I was really hoping you know this win was huge for the team, also for DeGrom. Um, so. Yeah, I I don't know what you do with Batances. I guess there's still confidence for the best to put out Diaz. Uh, If you want to touch on that, too, as well as what we saw at Jimenez, which was huge. Uh, Unfortunately, again, like the offense this game was very poor. We put up four runs. We got the win. But we were helped out immensely from the Marlins' defense. That, honestly, was the difference in this game. Uh, They had a tough play in uh, left field uh, with Dickerson. Couldn't handle a ball that he definitely should have caught. And – yeah, they just didn't look very sharp on defense. Again, they got new players in, but you know, if we were playing a more formidable team with its actual, you know, active roster, I think this game could have got away from us.
1: Yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, Jimenez three for four today, scored three runs, uh, three of our four runs. so That's obviously huge. Jimenez is like you were touching on before an everyday player. I think he's our best infield defensive player. Uh, So I think he has to play every day. That's that's what was interesting to me for the Peterson them starting Dozier at second, where you have a young pitcher who is a ground ball pitcher. He pitches to contact, and uh, you're not starting your best infield. It was kind of bizarre to me a little bit, especially because Jimenez is young. He's got fresh legs all the time. He's 21 years old. Uh, But to talk more about today's performance, uh, DeGrom didn't look sharp. Uh, He looked – he, he, like you said, he was having a lot of trouble finding his zone with that slider. Uh, but it was a gutsy performance. Uh, I think he gave up seven hits over five with two walks. So a lot of people were on base, and he just pitched through it, uh, pitched under pressure, something we don't typically see with DeGrom. A lot of DeGrom starts there's multiple one, two, three innings. I don't know if he had any today. Uh, so it was a, just a gutsy performance out of Jacob today. Some, something you like to see because it reminds you that this guy is just so good and, like, Two over five is not a bad stat line at all, but it's just such a oddity to see that from Jacob deGrom. Uh bullpen it was weird because every inning it felt like they were about to blow the lead. Uh you had Diaz give up put runners on, you had Camelia put runners on. It was uh it was it was scary, but uh everybody got through it unscathed. Nobody nobody in the bullpen gave up a run today, which was uh which was nice. Uh and then yeah, I mean just some timely hitting, you get some luck in it, but hey in a sixty game season you'll take a win that's based off of luck. Uh God knows that the Mets are gonna be unlucky at times this season. They already have been at different points in this season. So it's just I think today was a good performance, a good win, a win we needed. I came into the uh I came into the series thinking we need knowing we needed to take two of three from the Marlins. Uh disappointed we didn't take game one because it seemed like he was right there for us for us to uh, to grab, but definitely happy we took the last two and happy with the performances pretty much uh, from every, every player.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, Jimenez getting three hits is huge as well. He had that nice single up the middle uh, on a liner, just uh, not trying to do too much, short compact swing, gets on base. He then hit a uh, double down the line. His next time up kind of aided by Aguilar's, you know, slow footing at first base, uh, but still he stretched it into two. Um, and then he drops a bunt single uh, when he comes up again first third hit of the day, which was really awesome to see. You know, you got a lefty on the mound, and again, you know, Aguilar's not the best uh, fielding first baseman, so he was able to beat out the throw. Also stole a base, so uh, really big on this guy. There's even buzz right now. It's still super early of him, you know, making a serious run for the NL Rookie of the Year this year. So, you know, I think that would be incredible for the Mets to have back-to-back rookie of the year obviously Alonso in 2019 we could get jimenez in, in 2020 um you know that would that would be incredible i don't think i didn't expect jimenez to start off this hot um i don't know if anybody really did you could see the promise and the talent but again it's not like this guy was blowing you away in double a so uh just again very fortunate you know for, for this Mets organization to have these guys kind of come up and surprise you you know and even with you got McNeil, and that's what's so crazy. Like you, you kind of knew Alonzo was going to be a monster, not to the degree he was in 2019. But guys like McNeil, guys even like Degrom, uh, you know, uh, and, and Jimenez, JD Davis, who really just developed into these, you know, all-star caliber players, um, is so big for this team. So really excited for the rest of the season and then and beyond because Jimenez obviously again is young. So we just got to find a way to keep all these young players, keep our core and then build around that. But like you said, super happy. We got two wins against the Marlins. We have a four-game stretch at home against the Nationals uh, before we play the Phillies on a three-game stretch, and the Marlins again for four. So I think this is big. The Nationals, they lost um, their first two games against the Orioles. I believe the first game they lost like 11-0. They got smoked, um, lost the second game. And they were losing today. The game was suspended, and I believe it was postponed. We got some rain here in D.C. Um, So I don't know what's going on with the Orioles, too. (laughs) They're making a run. But I think, you know, it's it's a good time for us to beat up on the Nationals. Uh, Momentum is definitely not uh, on their side. So, you know, hopefully we can carry these two wins and and keep things moving. I think we've kind of battled out of that funk, um, you know, and and can – keep on climbing these standings. And I think it's very possible for us to finish in the top two in the NL East. You know, I think the Braves look good. Again, Soroka going down, I think it, that's huge, opens up the door to maybe steal the first spot. Uh, but I think there's no reason to think that we won't finish one or two uh, this year.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think the Mets played. So Nets have played probably the second hardest team seven times already out of the ten we're gonna play them. So getting that out of the way early in the season, taking our lumps and kind of growing from that I think is gonna help this team in the long run. Uh the Nationals looked awful in this Orioles series. Absolutely awful. You cannot get swept by the Orioles. I know today's game didn't finish, but they seemingly got swept and their pitchings in shambles right now. You have Strasbourg who's it hurt. You have Scherzer, who, who uh, left that last, his last start against the Mets hurt, so you don't know what you're going to be getting out of them. Uh, Juan Soto's been been awesome since his return, but still, that lineup is not the lineup from last year. You have Soto, you have Trey Turner. That's pretty much it. Nobody else really scares me in that lineup. You have a lot of aging veterans who who knows how they're going to perform in a 60-game season. I know Howie Kendrick played out of his mind last year, but I don't think he can count on that this year. And Him batting 4-5, and five, as Ruben Cabrera batting 3rd, it's kind of a lineup that you're not scared of and you've strike the Mets if the Mets continue to throw strikes and continue to kind of make plays behind their pitching I think that they have no problem with the Nationals right now Uh, similar to what Porcello did three nights ago I think if you get a a pitcher who has the ball get put in play doesn't leave anything out over the plate and doesn't put runners on for free I think this Nationals lineup isn't really going to hurt you all that much
0: I definitely agree I think if The only way we lose to the Nationals is if we let them beat us. You know, I think if we can uh, play hard and, uh, you know, hit our spots, especially uh, on offense, if we can just get a couple hits wrapped together, I I think there's no reason to believe why we can't take even, you know, three or four of this upcoming series. Um, One thing I also just wanted to touch on real quick, uh, just we only just had two um, – I mean, Dom Smith didn't look the best at the play today. I think he just kind of had a rough day. He did end up having that double. Uh, late in the game that um, Joyce couldn't handle, uh, or, or whoever the right fielder for the um, Marlins was. But, um, yeah, Joyce. Rosario looked very tough at the plate. 4 at-bats, three strikeouts. He looked kind of lost. Um, I don't know if you heard that stat line that uh, Gary flashed. It was that Rosario this season, whenever, you know, he's got like 50, at at-bats around there. He hasn't drawn a walk dating back to last season it's a very similar number in his last like 58 at bats or something like that didn't draw walks so you know it's definitely over 100 at bats now no walks uh that's okay when he's hitting as he was before you just kind of you know get a little worried um when he's chasing bad pitches especially today kind of the whole game of you know taking maybe an off speed pitch that's in a good spot uh for your first strike chasing one out of the zone for the second and then, you know, at one point during the at-bat, again, chasing a bat pitch slow down away. I think kind of Rosario and Pete are similar in that regard where, you know, they can get a little bit too swing happy. Um, although I, I like what I saw from Pete. You know, he, he did have a, a tough strikeout this game. Um, that being said, I, I still think he's getting more patient. His eyes getting better. Uh, so I think the hits are going to come for Alonzo. I think Conforto looks great. Even McNeil looks a little off, not a full, fully 100% locked in but he still drove in two big RBIs. Uh, great play was made at second base to rob him a hit earlier. Still got the RBI on the fielder's choice. And then he hit a very shallow uh, sack fly on basically a half swing. Um, but luckily we had Jimenez on third, who has a ton of speed. Again, this guy just creates so much value for the team that doesn't have too much speed. So he was able to score off that. Um, so it's a good sign that, you know, not at 100% of the skill set McNeil can still produce for the team. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there's any reason to believe that we can't take most of these series moving forward, and that's kind of what I like the most as a fan, just knowing going into each series, you're like, you know we should be able to win this series, uh it takes two out of three, three out of four, uh to be one of the best teams in the league, which we were at the end of 2019, so you know we'll we'll see what can be done. Again, we left nine uh, runners on base in this game, one for ten with runners in scoring position. I think, you know, we got to be better, especially against uh, Marlins pitching. Um, but, yeah, all in all, we got the win, you know. I'm happy about that. <laughs> no blown save. Uh, Diaz and Matanzas can keep it together. So that's big, but Yeah, anything else uh, on your end?
1: Yeah, I wanted to touch on this, actually. What do you think of uh, of – them dh Pete and having Dom Smith play first base. I th- I mean, I think it's obvious Dom Smith's much better defensive first base than Pete, but do you think that hurts Pete's confidence at all? Do you think that is better for the Mets in the long run, especially in the 60-game season where every play really has a little bit more emphasis than prior years?
0: Yeah, you know, uh, that's really interesting because they, they DH Pete Friday and Saturday, and they had Dom at first those days, and then they switched it back. Dom dh uh, and you had Pete add first base today. Um, you know, I, I think Pete gets it. I would keep DHing Pete and let Dom play first, to be honest. Um, just because right now we need the defense and I think Pete can still practice. He'll still take in reps and, you know, he's definitely made a big effort to get better. And I think he has at first. Um, but the reality of the situation is that Dom is still a much better fielding first baseman, uh, I think he even, we, you know, he slimmed down for this season. He's got a little bit more range, especially with these pitchers. Mets have, you know, Stroman coming back helps. DeGrom gets a lot of strikeouts. But the rest of the staff isn't really blowing people away. You know, so you need people who can feel their position. So I think we we keep, right, DHing Dom Smith, or sorry, DHing Pete, Dom at first. I think uh, Alonzo understands too. I think obviously he's a team player. And him and Dom are close friends, so I don't think there's any, you know, rivalry there. Um, so I think that's fine. And, and now this is – think about how much of an upgrade this is to the Ike Davis, Lucas Duda days, you know, when we had to throw one of the guys in, in right or left, we didn't know who we were going to pick. And just the talent, both of these guys, you know, I think just have a much higher ceiling. Although Duda did put in some good use for us, uh, don't get me wrong. I think Dom has a little more upside, and Pete and clearly showed that last year, but
1: What's your angle on that? Do you, who do you want where? I think in must-win games we ha- we should play our best defensive team without really sacrificing our offense. And I think right now that is J D Davis at third. Uh, I I'd like I'd like uh, Jimenez at short, but I think they're gonna they they likely will keep him at Rosario at short and put Jimenez at second. And then I would like Dom at. Uh, Dom at first base. I think he I just think his offensive ability is so high. Uh he made a really great play the other day on a, a Med Rosario terribly thrown ball, it's completely spiked it. Uh Dom makes a huge scoop, saves it on scoring from second. Uh I I don't know if Pete makes that play, but I just think there's little differences in the game that don't show up on the stat sh- stat chart uh or stat sheet. Rather, uh I think those are huge for the Mets success in the coming coming weeks and I think if we if we really wanna if we really are committed to winning this year and making the playoffs and putting the best team out there then the best team consists with Dom Smith at first base.
0: Right. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I think too, um kind of just to uh, counter that too, you also saw a good play from Rosario off an errand throw by Dom Smith when Shreve picked off Sierra at first base, uh I think it was in the sixth inning uh, of the game on Friday. Um And then Dom Smith spiked the throw, and Rosario was covering, picked it nice, and then ran down uh, Sierra in in, in the rundown. So he he had a good play there. But uh, definitely understand, understand, yeah, I mean, Dom's a better fielding first baseman. And then I think that's definitely the attitude we're taking because later in games, you know, we're we're pinch hitting or pinch running. Or you saw, like, McNeil today get pulled for Billy Hamilton uh, to go to center field, and they moved to left, Conforto stayed in right, you know. So we're making these defensive adjustments as the game goes on. Uh and I think we should continue to do to do that. Um, you know, just you need your best defensive team out there And now that we have the skill set to actually have a pretty formidable defense too. You know, I, I wouldn't say we're near top of the league, but it's pretty strong. It's definitely it can be much better, you know, with Jimenez in uh JD Davis revamped at third. Obviously, Rosario's been solid at short. Now you add in Dom Smith, you got Hamilton center. Now you got a pretty good defense, you know, a pretty reliable defense. So I think that's big. I also think I like Nito's framing, so it's interesting. And I know Ramos got the rest, obviously. It's a night game going into a day game. But interesting – it'll be interesting to monitor DeGrom's next start. Again, probably Ramos is going to be the guy catching if there's not a uh, day-night game concern. Um, but I, I think Nito does a really good job framing the ball. And even though the Empire save is kind of erratic, I think he helped DeGrom with some calls, especially early.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's not like Ramos is producing offensively either, where he needs to be in the lineup every night. Uh, he's just not right now. Uh, and Nito's actually been hitting pretty well. Nito was involved in a lot of big offensive kind of rallies today. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest offseason concern for the Mets this year is dressing catcher with Ramos being a free agent. I think you have to go after J. T. Realmuto if he doesn't sign with the Phillies. I think you just got to back up the bench, bench truck and sign him.
0: Right, right, exactly. And even with like this offense is good to a point where you can cut it a little bit of slack. So if you do want to sacrifice a hitter like Ramos for defense, and Ramos is a good hitter too, you know when he's when he's hitting, he definitely you know helps the team out a lot offensively. But I think we can afford to take that hit as long as everybody else is hitting, which it seems like we're on the cusp of right now. Uh, cause you definitely have some solid bats, even with just, you know, Davis and Conforto really being able to drive in runs and then Nimmo demonstrating an ability to get on base and McNeil, uh, you know, coming through in clutch situations, at least getting guys in, if not, you know, um, driving balls out of the park or hitting for power. I, I think that's okay. But yeah, man, um, really excited about these two wins. Uh, I think we can continue this streak moving forward. Um, also, I don't know if you saw, it too, uh, in the athletics game, there was an issue with fighting. Uh, and I think this is the first issue we've had. I know benches have cleared before, but I don't know if you saw this. Um, but, yeah, there was, like, actual grappling. Social distance was definitely broken here. So, it'll be interesting to see how the league responds. I think they're going to follow through with a fine and a suspension because you have to be very strict here. Um, but... Yeah, interesting to see how they monitor that because guys were not screaming from six feet away. They were they were physically grappling, definitely.
1: Well, do you also see the news today with the uh, Indians Pitcher Zach Plesak admitted to going out with his friends after the game in Chicago. I think he was in Chicago uh, yesterday, and the Indians sent him home just today, uh, away from the team at least. I don't think he's back to the alternates. I, I think he's just away from the team. But, yeah, the Indians sent him home saying that there's a zero-tolerance policy for that. Right. I'm
0: I'm glad that he came out, though, and, and, you know, admitted that. I don't know how it went down, but at least the story seems like that, you know, he came out and told the team that, that he went out. So he took some accountability for his actions. I think that's big. And, you know, shout out to their organization. I think there should be a zero tolerance uh, policy, especially, too, because this is a, it's a short season, man. I think um, you can keep it together for everybody else playing. We touched on it earlier. You know, nobody wants the season to be canceled unless the Mets start really tanking but for right now, I think you
1: know, cancel it. Then cancel it.
0: <laughs> if Diaz blows another big save, pull the plug, pull it. Um, but for now, as long as Lugo can be in there, I, I think we're okay. But all right, um, I think we're all good for this episode. Mike, anything else to touch on? Any uh, fish stories or anything else you got?
1: I got the worst sunburn in my life, dude. It was awful. My like my face is beet <laughs> red right now. Uh, it's, it's the next day. My nose is blistering. It's, it's the most embarrassed I've ever been in my life. It was like the most immature thing I've ever done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well. Hopefully that'll heal, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm. It makes you feel better. I'm littered in bug bites, and um, yeah, I had a big birthday weekend, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling the aftermath right now. I have to say, but you know, it was it was a good time. And, um, yeah, man, good to know you're doing well. But to everybody else, thank you so much for listening. That was a ton of fun. Um, look forward to us dropping another episode earlier on this week, uh, probably sometime Wednesday or Thursday, and then we'll drop another episode. So Sunday, they keep on this, you know, two-a-week cadence. So, again, love you guys. Please give us a follow. Uh, Mike, you got the new Twitter
1: information for the fans. Yeah, um, uh, so we? I'll tell, I'll tell it right now the same Twitter as earlier But the new ad is at Mets Maniacs Pod Mets Maniacs Pod Okay, we're, yep,
0: we're Mets Maniacs Pod Same people running it Me and Mike Again, say anything you want Throw us a follow Give us a rating You guys are great Look forward to talking to you guys On Wednesday or Thursday uh, And we'll keep the ball moving Hope everybody has a great week. Uncle Mike, Um, maybe get some aloe vera.
1: (laughs) I will. Thanks, man. All right, man. Take care.